It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright. It is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be great. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I generally do this every single week. When we discuss growing our businesses on this show, it's usually within the context of gaining new customers. However, it can be equally important to know when you should fire a customer. You may be wondering why you would ever want to do that. Well, there are a number of reasons. Uh, This list is not exhaustive, but a few things I thought about. They might not be paying you on time or perhaps not at all. They complain about everything. Or they might be a time or energy drain which takes away from the productivity of your business. Think about it like this. If you believe in the Pareto Principle, it says that 20% of the invested input is responsible for 80% of the results you obtain. Conversely, this also means that the remaining 80% of your effort generates only 20% of your results. Negative clients can take away from your productivity all day long if you let them. But if you are operating within your power, you choose your clients, not the other way around. Be careful about who you invest your time and energy with. It'll make a huge difference for you all the way around. With all this in mind, I want to introduce my guest to you. My guest this week is Calvin Wayman. He returns to the show. He was here about six months ago. Let me tell you a little bit about him. In the spring of 2015, he quit his day job to pursue his dream of working for himself and he went selling door-to-door. He is definitely a man on a mission. He owns Cobbs Media, which is a social media agency, management agency designed for entrepreneurs to stand out beyond 97% of everyone else on social media. He's been featured in Entrepreneur Magazine, Social Media Examiner, The Huffington Post, and was even named one of the top 30 entrepreneurs under 30 by Influenceof.com. He just barely released his first book, which debuted on the Amazon Top 100 of all books in the success category, and his book is called Fish, out of water. We will discuss all of this and so much more in today's show. And with that in mind, here is my very special guest, Calvin Wayman. Calvin, uh, how are you? My brother. It is so good to be back. Thank you. It is, it is very good to have you back, Calvin. Uh, you've done some really wonderful, amazing things since you were here last time. Uh, let's talk about your background. For those who missed your first appearance, tell us how you got started, what you learned along the way, and how you got to where you are now. Sure. So where I got started, the first thing I, I I always like to preface this with, I mean, you just barely went through a list of different things and that I've accomplished or whatever, but I want to preface it with how normal of a dude I am. I mean, you've gotten to know me, you're followed, you've been following me on social media, which I love um, every time that we connect. And I think that you'll agree and you'll know, especially people that knew me a couple of years ago is I'm just a regular person. And why that is so important for me is when I was first getting into this game, I would think I would look at all these other super successful entrepreneurs and I would think that they're untouchable, right? Like I couldn't be them. And 
you can, and that's just not true. You can, and because they're regular people as well. And so with anything I talk about here, I just think that's super critical to just know that I'm just a regular person, just like anybody else. And if I can do it, anybody else can. So to go deeper, I quit my day job 18 months ago. I was just finally, I, I was all, I was done for years with being an employee, but I finally just took the plunge and quit. And I did that before I had anything else set in stone lined up. Long story short, I ended up moving from Utah to Southern California to do door-to-door sales to challenge myself and to break off any employee mentality I had. A lot of awesome and not so awesome experiences there. And while doing door-to-door, I was training myself to be an entrepreneur and I was hanging out with other entrepreneurs, many of, of who you've had on this show. And by hanging out with other people and seeing how they do it and other entrepreneurs, I started to develop the more entrepreneurial mindset. And one of the businesses I created first was like a Periscope business. The last time we were on this show, we talked about Periscope. That was a big thing that got me like known for the first time was that platform. And since then, I've since created Cobbs Media, um, created it this year, was doing it around the time we were on the show last, but it, it's my primary business at this point. And so in January, I created Cobbs Media and yeah, just been doing little actions every day. And that's what's helped me get into things like Entrepreneur Magazine, the Huffington Post, Social Media Examiner. Um, and just in July, I took the plunge and wrote and came out with my first book, Fish Out of Water. And today, just having fun promoting that and uh, building my social media management company. That is fantastic. Was, was becoming an entrepreneur uh, a scary thing for you? <laughs> that is such an understatement. Um, yes. In fact, what I tell people is if I would have known how what it was actually going to be like, I probably – it would have at least delayed it quite a bit. So it was definitely scary in a lot of ways. Wow. What was your big turning point? When did it become uh, not as scary? Or maybe it hasn't become – not as scary, but certainly you had a breakthrough moment. What would that have been? Well, the thing that got me moving when it was scared uh, is a good point that I, I bring up in my book is we hear about how you have to have a vision, which you do. You need to have a vision of the direction you're moving. But I had a vision and I had like this positive why, this thing that I was going to do. But having that positive why would it would sometimes I would get moving, but then something would happen. I'd be so scared and I would end up just reverting back to what was normal. And what actually got me moving was not something positive. It was actually a bigger fear, a bigger fear that swallowed the smaller fear, like bigger fears of what if I wake up 10 years down the road and I'm in the exact same place or the one that really stuck me and like was so painful to even think about was what if this fire I have inside of me died if I don't take action on it and the thought of that happening of me not caring and being becoming complacent that is what got me to actually move and then once I was moving to answer your question of what's made it less fearful it's just continuing to take action and I don't know if I'm there I mean it's only been 18 months since I quit my day job and I still have fears and that's what I'm all about is like 
finding out what I can do next and push up against fear. I can't remember if I brought this up in your last episode. I don't think I did, but one of my favorite things in the world, just to give an example of what I do to to remind myself to, to break out of fear or to go up against it. One of my favorite things in the world is a hot shower. I love when I can get into a hot shower. But today's Monday. And this morning at 5.30 in the morning, I got in the shower and you know what it was? Ice cold water. Oh. I hate ice cold showers. They're the one of the most, I, it's the, I've, ne- I've never gotten used to them. But this is a little ritual that I do every Monday. It's the first shower I take at the beginning of the week. I get into an ice cold shower to remind myself that that's where success is, feeling a little bit uncomfortable like that. And I know it's not going to last forever. I just got to wash my body and I'm out. And a lot of times that's what entrepreneurship is like. It's getting uncomfortable for a little bit. It's calling somebody when you don't feel like calling them or following up or going back to their house after they tell you no, right? Um, yes. That's what it's about. And so that's what I'm doing right now. And I don't know if the fear is totally gone in a lot of aspects, but it's just like recognizing that you're more capable than you think you are. And even though you are afraid, taking a step into that in that direction anyway, because it will be worth it ultimately. That is so important because the consequences of not taking that action is that you just stay right where you are and then nothing changes and that's not good. Right. And for me, that's a huge motivator. The just staying put or like I said, even worse, not caring, like coming to the point where you're older and you're just complacent and you've given up so much that you could have done. Like, I don't want to get there. I want to I want to live and I want to spread whatever gifts that I feel like I was born with and share them with the world. Absolutely. We've got a couple of minutes or so to our first break. So let me ask you this. Uh, in anything that we do, whether it's starting a business or you know running a marathon, and we'll, we'll talk about this because you did an ultra marathon, which I think is beyond crazy, <laughs> and I congratulate for that, uh, you have to prepare yourself. And lots of times that preparation comes in the form of, reading books and studying mentors. And so let me ask you, what are some of the most influential books that you've read? Some of the most influential, one of them was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I talked about that on your last episode, I believe. Um, But of late, uh, there's a book called The One Thing. And that's been something that's helped me massively overcome like the resistance of, of that you come up against when you're afraid of something. Um, Because, it's all about helping you simplify it and make the steps digestible. We'll probably talk about the half marathon or the ultra marathon thing, but that's what it's about. You got to break it down into things that you've done before. And so that's been super influential. And another one to just overcome fear has, is, has been the, the war of art, not the art of war, but the war of art by Stephen Pressfield. Um, that helped me massively understand what was actually going on in my body and know that, the feeling of it just meant that I needed to do it even more. So those two books for sure. Yeah. That's that's really, really great. One of my favorite books is The Success Principles by Jack Hanfield. Have you read that? Say it again. What's the name of it? The Success Principles by Jack Hanfield. Oh, yeah. I have read that. Yeah, really fantastic. When that came out in 2005, that was the only book I read all year long, and I read it almost three times completely through, did some of the exercises. Jack has been on my show. He <laughs> was fantastic, engaging, and absolutely amazing in every single way. 
We are coming up on our first break. My very special guest is Calvin Wayman. He is returning to the show, and his book is called Fish Out of Water. We will start discussing this book once we come back from our break, and I'm so glad Calvin is here and that he's back. He's done a lot here in the last few months since he was on last, and we will explore all of those things and so much more. When we come back, this is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will come right back very, very shortly. Stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. This is the Tokenet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Calvin Wayman. He is the author of the book, Fish Out of Water, and if you want to find Success Profiles Radio, you can find it anytime at www.successprofilesradio.com. You can listen to any prior episode for free. You can also download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes. Uh, a subscription and a review would be amazing. That would be great. You can also find me on Twitter at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can find me on Facebook. I've got a page, Success Profiles Radio. I'm on LinkedIn, the same picture is, is my profile picture on all of those mediums. And if you are looking to write a nonfiction book, I do help people write their books. I can either uh, uh, coach you along the way or I can go write it for you. If you'd like to invest in and uh, get that idea out of your head that you've been thinking about doing, email me, brian at briankwright.com. I'd love to talk to you about that. 
So, Calvin, we talked a little bit more about your entrepreneurial journey uh, in the last segment. We talked about what was scary about it, but why did you decide to become an entrepreneur? Did you just decide you wanted your freedom? Did you think it was because you thought you could make more money? What was it that made you snap and say, I, get, I, gotta, I gotta do you, this? You just said it. Freedom. And, and probably even... So I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and and I it, I was actually homeschooled, and that might have been part of it. Where like I was I was used to doing it my way and my own thing, and probably even more correct than saying I wanted freedom, it is the thought that I hated hated the idea of not being able to do what I wanted to do, or hated the idea of somebody telling me that this is what you're going to do, and and the thought of doing that for 40, 50 years was like internal suicide for me. And so I, I always wanted to, but fear just kept me stuck a little bit too long, longer than I would have liked to. But um, yeah, so the thing that actually finally made me want to pull the trigger was not letting that the the little fears overtake me too much and stay put and actually just go after it. I got to the point where I'd rather go after freedom and fail then stay in security and then be, um, be in suicide. Absolutely. So let's talk about Fish Out of Water. That is your, your new book. How did yep. you decide to go about writing this? Well, it, I always wanted to. I always wanted to write a book. And the thing that actually made me realize I could do it this year instead of waiting till I was 35, 40, 45, because I always was, wanted to write one, but I, in my mind I was like, well, i got to be older but then I met this guy named Caleb Maddox. You know Caleb Maddox? I know who he is. Yeah, so for people listening, Caleb Maddox is a guy who has a successful six-figure business. He has uh, been on stage speaking with some of my idols like Gary Vaynerchuk. He's been interviewed by Grant Cardone. He has his own book as well that he wrote two years ago. And here's the punchline. He's 14 years old. So when I met Caleb and saw that this 14-year-old, and by the way, he wrote his book two years ago, so he was 12 when he wrote it. When I saw that, I was like, oh, you know what? All of my excuses just got put in the toilet and flushed. In fact, yep. when I talk, when I, I connected with him in person, I call him the excuse murderer because that's what he did. He just took my excuses and just obliterated them. So I've always wanted to write a book. I think a lot of people do. I um, Just in my experience talking to people, they have a book that is inside of them and they just need help getting it out. And I knew that I had one inside of me, but it was going to be later. And the thing that got me to say, you know what, 2016 is the year was when I met Caleb and I just made it my 2016 resolution. I made the goal in January and it was out and published by July 1st. Got that done pretty quickly. Then that's fantastic. You self-published it, then, right? Yes, self-published through um, CreateSpace. Wonderful. So let me ask you this, Calvin: How does one going to be? Uh, how do you be, go from being a fish out of water to being a shark in your chosen field? Because that's the metaphor you carried all the way through this. Yes. Yeah. So, so people understand what a fish out of water is. Is that something that everybody goes through when? When, you love, when you're aiming to level up in any part of your life, um, where people feel like every January you get is where you see a ton of fish out of water, right? They set it, people set a New Year's resolution, they get excited, and then 
after the excitement wears off, like at the end of January or early February, everybody hits this stage where the goal isn't exciting anymore necessarily. It feels awkward. It, people feel out of place. They feel like it, they're, it's not their natural element. They feel like a fish out of water, right? The tragedy yeah. is when most people get to this stage, since they feel like a fish out of water, and just like a real fish can't be out of water forever, neither can you. It'll feel like you're going to die. It just feels so awkward. So what they end up doing is reverting back to their old fishbowl of mediocrity so that they can survive, right? So it feels like they're not going to die. So everybody feels that way. And the, I have three principles that I talk about in the book to become a shark when you hit that stage. And we can go as deep as you want in each of them. But I say the first principle is you got to become a member of the CIA. Um, and that stands for consistent, imperfect action. Every successful person has become a member of the CIA and took consistent, imperfect action. The second principle is get schooled. And since we're talking about fish terms, a school is a group of fish going in a similar direction. And so what that metaphor is, is you got to get around other people like you that are also fish out of water and going after similar goals and dreams and go into that, go into a group of people that are going after goals and dreams like you are and also get around other people that have been there. And then the third principle is swim like a shark. And swim is an acronym that has to do with behaving like a shark. The S stands for success, and it's like think like a shark. Think how sharks think about success, and it's massively different than how what I call guppies think of success. And then the the W stands for words. Speak like a shark. Um, sharks uh, speak completely differently, and their conversations are differently. We talk about that. And then I stands for improve. Guppies arrive when they get out of school, they're done. And improve is like most sharks never arrive. So it's all about getting the mentality of never arriving and constantly getting better. And then M stands for measure, measure like a shark. Most people want to get better at something, but they don't even measure it and track it. I had a mentor tell me once when I, after I was complaining that I wasn't getting the results I want, he was like, well, how are you measuring it? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, how are you measuring it? And admittedly, I wasn't. And he said, you can't, you don't know if you're winning if you don't keep score. Right. So you have to measure, but then measure the right things. And that's what that's all about. So those are the three um, main core principles that if you do them, I believe and I use case studies of other entrepreneurs like John Lee Dumas, Lewis Howes, Jerry Seinfeld, Gary Vaynerchuk and other entrepreneurs throughout the book to show you that if you use those three principles together, then you will break from the fish out of water stage and grow into transform into a shark. That is fantastic. It's a really great read. It's a, an easy read. It doesn't take a really long time. The book is called Fish Out of Water. My guest is Calvin Wayman. So in the book, you talk about another book that has been influential to you. You and I have both read Grant Cardone's book called The 10X Rule. How did that help you make a massive change in your life and your business, Calvin? Oh, my heck. That was so huge when I was doing the door-to-door -door thing because uh, – it, it, I talk about it in the book under the under the principle consistent imperfect action, and what I've learned is a lot of the problems that we have are just because we're go we're thinking too small or we're not having enough activity. So, for example, with the door to door thing, I had people that um, I got to know other people that were doing door to door with me, but what they would do is they would go out and knock some doors. They would get a deal. And then they'd take a day or two off. 
And what I learned is, first of all, sales is a numbers game and you have to be consistent at it. You can't just think that if you got a deal today, you're going to necessarily get one tomorrow. And so what that book did for me is if you're having issues, it's just because your activity is way too low. Like get in there and, and take so much action that you have so many deals in the hopper that that's not a problem. The other side of it, when, when it comes to like my personal network, a problem I used to have in my mind was what if I contact all of these people in my network and then I run out of people to talk to? Well, Grant Cardone in his book says, good, make that your problem. Make, give yourself new problems, right? So if you're afraid of running out of people to talk to, call them all and get to the point where you actually run out of people to talk to, then figure out what to do next. Don't just let the fear of, of, a, of a problem happening stop you. So that book has had a massive impact on my life and just Grant yeah. Cardone in general. I call him my Uncle G. Yeah, absolutely. It's about having massive goals and then taking massive action behind it. And sometimes right. we, we have massive goals and we don't take the action. And sometimes we just take action without having any idea what we want to accomplish. One is not good without the other. So I do appreciate that book as well. And that was a really great share. Calvin, thank you so much. Uh, let's talk about the idea that done is better than perfect. When I got my first book done, I self-imposed a deadline to myself to get it done by a certain date so that I could attend a conference and present copies to people that I promised copies to. Uh, were there mistakes? Sure, a couple, a couple. But uh, tell me what that means to you, and we've got a couple minutes to our next break. Done is better than perfect means that's how progress happens. Because as a creative, you, you know this, um, as entrepreneurs listening to this, we're our own worst critic. And we want things to be perfect. We want the idea to be perfect, the product to be perfect, the book to be perfect. But perfection typically is, is just clue for freezing. And you're not actually shipping it or helping anybody. And so the idea of done is better than perfect frees you. It frees you. It, it, this is kind of a weird thing. It frees you from being frozen, right? Because it usually yeah. just keeps you stuck. Um, so it's putting two freeze in a row, freezing from being freezing, um, frozen or whatever. But um, it just gives you in the in the right frame of mind to get moving. And to be honest, your book doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, I don't know if you recognize when you read the book, it wasn't perfect. There was some right. errors in the first draft, but it got out. And I had a lot of people that messaged me about that and was like, "This was, you know what? When I saw an error in your book, it was awesome because you were doing what you were talking about." You just got it out, yeah. and, and this is why you have a book, and, and mine isn't out yet. So, And now it's out, and I just barely did the second revision on it, and now all those errors are fixed. But if I was so per focused on perfection, then the book would still be in my brain right now, and we wouldn't even be talking about it. And so done That's is better right. than perfect. It's just focusing on getting it done, get progressing, because progress is better than freezing. We are coming up against our second break. My very special guest this week is Calvin Wayman. His book is called Fish Out of Water, and we will continue this discussion of his really great book when we come back from the break. Please stay with us. Don't go away. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. 
This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Calvin Wayman. His book is called Fish Out of Water. Let's continue some of the discussion here, Calvin. One of the things you talk about is the idea that we have to make decisions as an entrepreneur, but sometimes we get paralyzed by whether we made the right decision or not. How do you effectively deal with that quandary? Oh, my gosh. That is such a good – I'm so glad you brought that up because that kept me stuck for so long. Not just the idea of of making it. Like that was – paralyzing enough like man what decision do i make should i go into this business or that business should i buy this domain name that domain name like oh my heck it would keep me so frozen and it would make me feel like i was swimming in overwhelm um and then what was even heavier is after i decided i was always second guessing wondering did i make the right decision and that that is what really would paralyze me is wondering if I made the right decision or not. And that all changed one day when a mentor of mine who actually wrote the forward to my book, Fish Out of Water, my mentor named Nick Unsworth, he brought this idea to me that says, successful people, or sharks, as I call them in the book, sharks don't worry if they made the right decision or not. Instead, they make a decision, and then they make it right. This is such a big idea, anybody listening to this. If you grasp this. So what that means is you don't worry if you made the right decision. And the, the, we put too much stock at the decision point. It's not what you do at the point of decision. It's what you do after and the energies and attention you place after the decision that will ultimately create your self-fulfilling prophecy one way or the other. 
I use a really corny example um, in my book about a couple getting married. And I'm like, if let's say we have Bob and Joe, not Bob, let's say we have Bob and Mary. And if Bob and Mary get married, what if Bob is unsure that Mary was the right one? And he's unsure about that decision to marry her. What's he going to do? He's going to look around at other women and think maybe she was the one I should have married or maybe it should have been her. He'll be critical over his spouse, Mary. And what's going to be the inevitable outcome of that relationship? Chances are it's going to dwindle and maybe even die. But what if instead he makes a decision? He's like, we're married. Like, this is it. She's the right one. And then he's all he's and he's focused on. It was the right decision. So he's going to make it right. So what he does is he puts all of his focus and energy on her, um, does everything to make um, – he looks at all the reasons why she's awesome because it was the right decision. So he's looking at all the good reasons. And that relationship automatically flourishes. Now, we have two very different situations here, one relationship that dwindled, the other one that flourished. Here's the point I really want to make. The point of decision was exactly the same. Nothing yeah. changed there. The only difference is – the focus that was put on after the decision is made. So when you get this, it's totally freeing. I was recently at a, uh, an event where Gary Vaynerchuk was doing a Q&A, and somebody was wondering what business they should go in. And I, I, it was so funny. I saw him use this principle so much in giving advice to somebody else. He, they were like, he was like, well, which one do you, do you feel like you want to do right now? And the person said, well, maybe this one. He's like, okay, pick one. That's it. Go for it. The person was like, what if it's the wrong one? It's like, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. You, that, he's like, that's the punchline. He's like, you don't know. Like, that, that, that's not the point. It's what you do in after it's done. So feel, do what feels good. Pick one and go after it. It's the attention you put on after and the decision and the efforts and the focus you put on after the decision. That is what really matters. That is outstanding. Let me ask you this. Uh, because you talk about playing the long game, which of course means being willing to stick to it for a very long time without any guarantee that it's going to work. Why do you think a lot of people do not like playing the long game in business or in life? Uh, Because we want short-term satisfaction. We want short-term gratification. So living in the long game is not only, it's not only uh, being willing to not quit. It's the mindset that you have from the get-go. Because you're going to – when you – you'll act differently and you'll behave differently if you um, say, you know what, I'm going to do this for five years versus I'm going to do this for five days or five weeks. Because a lot of times um, it's kind of an ironic thing, but people play for the short game and so they take short game actions and they don't get the results faster. They get them slower. And they end up not even getting the result at all. So playing for the long game is believing in the concept of patience and knowing that you're going to see it through no matter what. And it also protects you mentally because if you're in it for the short game and you're not getting the results that you want in day by day five, then you're going to be depressed that it didn't happen. But if you're in it for the long game and you know that you that you believe in patience and it's going to take some time but you're not going to give up until you do the right until you get there then you're not those little those little uh once devastating losses or just little bumps along your way 
you know? Um, so that's why I, I'm a big, big believer in the long game. Um, it's given me a lot of freedom and has made me feel like I don't have to be so anxious all the time. I just know that I'm going to keep going and I'm not going to quit. One of the things that you talk about in your book is accountability. And, of course, it's important to be accountable to people to make sure that you achieve your goals in, in the time and manner that you want to achieve them. But one thing you talk about, which I think is incredibly cool, is the fact that really the secret sauce is who you are being accountable to. Tell us about that. Oh, uh, that is – well, you mentioned on the last segment how I I just ran an ultramarathon. I didn't bring this as an example in my book because I hadn't run the ultramarathon yet, but I, I ran it two weeks ago. And I think that's a great example. You mentioned how that sounds crazy, and it is. It's the, I had, I've, I've never even run a marathon before. And I went from last year, my, the crazy race, my 2015 resolution was to run eight miles. And that was crazy when I signed up for that in January. And then I just ran 50. Um, the who I had hold me accountable to run the 50 mattered massively because I well, I had a lot of conversations with other people that I was like even even other entrepreneurs I was like so I'm gonna run this 50 mile race and the re- response most of them was like wow really that was the good side the other side was are you crazy you're gonna kill yourself you'll die you can't what makes you think you can do that but the person that held me accountable was a guy that ran ultra marathons all the time. In fact, he's done 10 100-mile races. And he was kind of encouraging wow. me along that you could maybe do 100. He's like, yeah, you'll get, you got this 50. So that's why it's important to get accountability from the right people because they will push you in the right way. Um, other people may not, especially when you're a fish out of water. That's the, the in the context of that. You're aiming for something higher. If you're getting accountability from somebody that has no frame of reference, then they're going to pull you down without even realizing it. My pe- the people that love me the most, like my mom, <laughs> love her to death. She might be listening to this. I love you, mom. But she was concerned. I was going to be running in rain and snow in the mountains and doing something crazy. She wanted me to re- be really, really, really careful. She would not have been a great person to hold me accountable uh, going after that goal. So, uh, yeah, it's such a – I don't think it can be overstated. Um, go after other people that are either in it with you, doing something similar, or somebody that's already been there. Those are the two people that I say that you should get your accountability from if you want to level up and break through and become a shark. That is outstanding. Something else you talk about in the book, and you referenced this earlier about how if you're going to be a shark, you need to speak like a shark and have the kinds of conversations that sharks would have. Tell us about the difference in the conversations really successful people have versus the conversations and vocabulary perhaps that unsuccessful people use. Sure. I'll tell a quick story I had in the book that made me realize this. I was in close to where you are right now. I was in Scottsdale and I was at an event in Scottsdale. It went super late. I'm driving home. It's dark. It's raining. It's 2.30 in the morning. And my GPS says, turn right. So I turn on my blinker to turn right. I turn in the right turn lane and then boom. And I like this crashing sound. It wasn't a right turn lane turns out it was a freaking sidewalk so i blew my tire scared the heck out of me and to make a long story short i was so pissed at myself for being so uh did not pay attention and i started bashing myself saying why am i such an idiot this is going to take time without the event and the entrepreneurs i was with were like calvin what if you said that what if you heard somebody saying that about your friends 
And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you're bashing yourself quite a bit. You called yourself an idiot. What if one of your friends called yourself an idiot? How you, what you say to yourself matters. And I realized when I changed the way that what I was telling myself, I felt different. I felt yeah. different. The situation didn't change, but I felt different. And through, um, that was my first big realization. And then I had a mentor, Michael Burnoff, who um, I was having a conversation with and, and we found out the thing that I wanted to break through with is I needed to become more confident and more secure and certain. But then he said, um, he asked me a question and I, and I said, sure. And he says, Calvin, do you know what sure means? And this is probably a family friendly show, so I'll try to keep it totally clear. Yeah. And I was like, what does sure mean? He said, sure means F you. But he really said it. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. He was like, yeah. When you, you say words like sure, it's fluffy and it makes you feel less certain and less control in control. So if you want to feel more confident and more in control, use confident and in control language. And this was a big deal for me. I enrolled my wife to hold me accountable on this because she would usually ask me, are you going to have a good day today? And I would say, I don't know, maybe, I hope so. But after understanding what I, the words I used, it became from maybe, we'll see, to absolutely, yes, using certain language, not fluffy language. So there's that. And then the other side of it is the things you do talk about. Um, Michael Burnoff, when he made the realization, what he told me is he heard people that were not making the success that they wanted out of life, just talking about other people and what was in the news. And then he went to a party where there was nothing but millionaires and billionaires, and it was all about ideas or businesses they were creating, stuff that they – or wow. healthy arguments and debates taking place. And that's when he realized, holy cow, what you do and the words you say, what you think about and talk about matters. And so it's just been yeah. a big focus of mine, especially when it comes to using language that sounds certain and not taking the gray area, saying yes, saying no, or and, – and just going with it and no maybes or – perhaps is, you know, just absolutes. Absolutely. Cause a shark doesn't have a doubt as to what it's going to do. It just goes out and does it and destroys everything in its past and does it yes. very well. We, we are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going. A very special guest this week is Calvin Wayman. His book is called a fish out of water. You can get it on Amazon and we will come right back after the break. Please stay with us. Don't go away. This is success profiles right now. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. the Tokinet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. It's 
study finds the happiest couples sleep the closest together, as in less than an inch apart. A survey of 1,000 couples found that 86% of those who kept such close perimeters reported they were satisfied with their relationship. Only 66% of couples who slept 30 inches apart or more reported being completely happy in their marriage. What's the word for getting up on the wrong side of the bed? Metutalipia. Another predictor of relationship happiness is touch. While 94% of couples who made physical contact throughout the night reported a happy relationship, just 68% of couples who kept their distance did the same. What's the word for the semi-conscious state between sleep and wakefulness? Hypnopompic. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Calvin Wayman. His book is called Ace Fish or Fish Out of Water. Calvin, you, you have a different way of getting your book through your website. Tell us about that. Say that one more time. I just got you cut out on my end. Oh, I'm asking how can we find your book? Oh, the best way to find my book is go to calvinwayman.com forward slash book. Yeah, super easy. Calvinwayman.com forward slash book. Fantastic. That is awesome. So let me ask you this. You talked earlier uh, or alluded to the idea that keeping score is really, really important. Tell us uh, about that. Maybe give some examples of how that's maybe helped you in your business. Yeah, so there's a couple things to, to focus on there. The first thing I already mentioned, um, and that is you don't know if you're winning if you don't keep score. That's what a mentor told me. But the other side of this is measuring the right things. And this is something that was totally over my head uh, for a while. And then I started talking to other successful people and how they measure stuff. And an example I use in the book is the story of Jerry Seinfeld. I won't go too deep in it, but when I mean measure the right things, you don't just measure the result. This is what a mentor told me. You, you, most people measure the thing that they want, the result. And the problem with that is it's not directly within your control. It's a byproduct of what you do. So that's number one. They measure the they measure the result. The other thing that people mostly measure is the thing they don't want. And my a mentor told me that you actually get more of what you measure. So you better make sure you're measuring the right thing. So what do some people measure yeah. that is actually what they don't want? Well, some people measure their weight <laughs> and and like how many pounds they are. And that is based on my book and based on the philosophy I use. That's not the right thing to measure. Or they measure their debt. They want to become debt-free, so they measure their debt. And that is bringing up some resistance. So what should you measure? If you're going to measure the result, first of all, measure the thing you want more of. So if you're losing weight, measure the things that's going to help you lose weight. At the very minimum, measure weight lost, something you want more of. But take it one level deeper if you want. And measure the thing that you know will be a direct impact to the weight lost, like how many hours you worked out that week. 
that's what you focus on. You focus on the action that it, you know that if you do more of it, it's going to give you more of the uh, the success that you're after. So um, Jerry Seinfeld was asked once. He's known as the, one of the best comedians in the entire world, well-renowned, like so much respect around the comedian community and beyond. He still has the show bearing his name Seinfeld. It's been like 20 years since the last episode aired, and it still is showing reruns every single day all over the world. Because it, it's just, yes. he's so talented. And so he was asked, how, how do you create, um, how are you such a great comic? How can we, how, how, how did you become such a great comic? And his answer was this. The only way to become a great comic is to tell better jokes. And the only way to tell better jokes is to write every day. And it got down to that. He became a good comic and he narrowed it down to the thing that was 100% in his control, writing every day. By the way, tying it into other principles, it was taking consistent imperfect action because the writing didn't have to be good. That was bad, actually. A lot of it was bad. But he focused on writing every day, and that is what he measured. He didn't measure how many good jokes he had. He didn't measure how close he was to being a good comic. He measured the activity that was 100% in his control that if he did that, it would improve his chances of having good jokes that would improve his chances of being a good comic. So he would put a wall calendar up on his wall and every day that he wrote, put a big red X on that day. And then he created a chain and he measured how many days in a row he could go writing every single day. And so that's what it's about when it comes to measuring the right things is measure the things that you know will get you the results. For me, it's how many people I contact for my business. Um, it's how many posts I post on social media. It's the things that are 100% in my control that will it's how many podcasts I get interviewed on. Um, it's the things that I know that are in my control that will get me the result I want as a byproduct. So I'm focused on the activity, not the result. Absolutely. That's great. So let me ask you this. The last time we were on together, you had a Periscope business. So you wrote about Periscope. or, or yeah. You were an expert in Periscope, and we talked all yeah. about that. Then now... Uh, you seem more into Facebook Live, which, of course, is, has gained a lot of traction lately. Why did you yes. make the move? But because of the, the puck idea. Go where the puck is moving. So Periscope was the thing that got me into social media. And what I realized is I like Periscope the, um, because of what it was. It was cutting edge. It got people's attention. And that's what social media is, too. What I really did is I just took a step back. I'm not really against Periscope, but I'm but I love social media just because that's where the attention is. But I do love Facebook Live more right now than I do Periscope for one simple reason. That's where the attention is. Facebook is putting a ton of attention on Facebook Live. They're a big behemoth and they can throw their weight around and they've done some really cool things like showing your audience when you go live and being able to keep the conversation going after the Facebook Live. And so they're just doing what they can to, to grow through Facebook Live. And so that's actually what I used to launch my book. I made a decision when I did my book launch that I would do Facebook Live instead of Periscope. Did a little bit of Periscope just to get a little teeny bit of exposure, but that proved to be a great decision. Um, Facebook Live really helped me there, got me the exposure I needed with my audience. And um, that's where I focus. But yeah, overall, Cobbs Media is just anything social media at this point. I love any platform that is getting attraction, has attention. That's where I'm going to put my focus and attention. 
Yeah. And it's so important to recognize when making a move is necessary. Is there a set of criteria that you have or is it just intuition to just know? Right. You know, I need to. And it can be tough sometimes because like for me, I had products that were Periscope products. And I'm like, I put all this time and this sweat equity and this blood and this all like sleepless nights creating and putting this together. And for me, it was, um, I don't, I think it's because I'm influenced by Steve Jobs. Um, I've learned from him reading his biographies and stuff that you, if you don't make the move, somebody's going to do it for you and you're going to get out of business. So um, he would like create products that some, for some people would like, why would you create an iPad? Because that's going to make people get that instead of a phone or get that instead of a laptop. And I had to say, well, you know what? If this is where the attention is, then I need to go there and and become good at that and not just Periscope, you know, because if right. the attention's on Facebook Live, then somebody else is going to come teach about it and do things about it. And then I will miss the boat even more than if I just make the leap now. So. Exactly. So your business, Cosmic Media, what do you do for people? So what we do is we help, we, we mostly do everything in-house where we do all the content creation. We get clear on their brand. And based on that brand, um, we develop and create content for them. As a matter of fact, I'm giving something away right now called a social media makeover. Um, people can check out from my website. But what that does is helps people get clear on their social media strategy. And I follow something that I call the four C's to social media success. It's called, uh, those four C's are content, context, consistency, and connection. And I believe that if you use those four things together and you understand what they do, that's what helps you stand out. So I advise my clients how to use those four C's, but primarily we pull their entire brand in-house, get clear on who they are, um, get clear on building a brand, and then we create content and post it for them so that they can go from spending 40 hours a week on, to building their social media to spending less than five to 10 minutes a day. That's the, that's the plan. That sounds very useful. How can people find you and, and uh, take advantage of that? The very best way is to go to socialmediamakeover.org. So right now I'm actually doing, um, I, I'm giving this away for a limited time while I can, while I have the bandwidth. Um, I have a lot coming in, especially from other interviews I've done, but I'm going to give away a free social media makeover. It's a free call where I get on with the phone with somebody. So it's pretty labor intensive, but it gives a ton of value. Um, so we get on, see where you're at, um, with your social media and we just make it over. So you go from where you are to what I call being beyond the 97% of everybody else on social media. And you will be by that beyond that if you do what's said on that call. So you can take advantage of that just by going to socialmediamakeover.org. Fantastic. So we are getting close to the end of the show. We are under three minutes to the end. So let me ask you this, Calvin. Who inspires and motivates you? Who inspires and motivates me? Man, that's such a good yep. question. Um, I want to the, – there's a couple different types of people. You, they used to be – People that were super successful, and they still do, like people that just dominate, uh, that they're the very best at what they do, that really, really inspires me because it gives me something to look to. But the types of the type of person that is increasingly starting to inspire me even more based on probably the experiences I've gone through is 
people that haven't had the wins that they want yet, they fall down because something hits them. They hit a wall, but they get up and go again anyway. Like that inspires me like crazy. When I see somebody that didn't get the deal, but they're going after it again anyway, they still have the vision and they go after it. That inspires me so freaking much. And then other people like, I can't remember if I mentioned on the last episode, but Gary Vaynerchuk, he's one of the, he's one of the uh, number one entrepreneurs that I emulate from what I do on social media to uh, how I'm building my business. We even both, I even have a social media agency. That's what he has is a social media agency. Uh, I'm getting into speaking uh, just like he does. He has his four books. So Gary Vaynerchuk is definitely somebody that I have to put in there because it's who I'm emulating the most. Fantastic. We're almost to the end. Tell us how we can get a hold of you, Calvin, and get a hold of your book. Well, the very best way to find me is at my website, calvinwayman.com, or on any of the social platforms. You can search me by Calvin Wayman. And of course, yeah, um, if you want to grab the the book, Fish Out of Water, uh, calvinwayman.com forward slash book. Or if you need help with <laughs> anything social media, you can find me at my website as well, or go check out socialmediamakeover.org, and we'll be in connect that way. Thank you, Calvin, for coming back. It was an honor and a privilege to have you back again, my friend. Hey, brother, like I told you at the break, I love uh, chatting with you. I love connecting with you on social media. It's always a pleasure. And I just thank you for asking me back on. You're welcome. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us again next Monday where we talk to people every single Monday at 6 Eastern about their successful journey. And until then, you have yourself a great week. Please stay. Uh, please come back next week, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Take care. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply.